This is Teach Plain Love. The Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages zero to six. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood expert, Education Vice President Rachel Robertson. And make the most out of every chance to teach, play, and love. You might be wondering, what can I do to help my child become a successful adult? Well, it begins with something called executive function. It's a set of skills that helps people make good decisions, exercise self-control, and get things done. So how can we teach these skills to our children? Director of Learning and Development, Ruth Fedino, joins Rachel Robertson to give us some ideas. Ruth, I am so excited about discussing executive function with you today. Me too. It's going to be really great. This is an important topic. Actually, I just finished moderating a webinar with a guest, Stephanie Carlson. She's a researcher and on the faculty at University of Minnesota, and her area of specialty is executive function. We've worked with her at Bright Horizons, and I've learned a lot from her. And so for this episode, I just want to revisit some of those concepts we just covered. Great. So tell me all about the webinar. What did you cover there? The most important thing was we started to introduce this idea of executive function. It sounds like a pretty fancy term. People don't know exactly what it means and how it even relates to children or child development. The first time I said that term to someone, they thought I was going to give them some leadership tips. So It does sound like kind of like a work skill rather than a kid skill. Right. But it's both. That is what is so important about executive function. Think about it as a collection of skills that work together. Children are not born with them, but they do naturally start to develop over time and can be positively influenced by adult support. And those that set of skills are mostly three different things. So you can organize executive function into this idea of cognitive flexibility, which means, very simply, just the ability to maintain or change focus. So if something different is happening in your environment, if you can keep paying attention to what's in front of you, that's cognitive flexibility. Or if you get an interruption, and it's interesting, and it's worth your attention, that you can switch easily. So for a child, we see the challenges with this sometimes switching between technology and an adult calling them for dinner. So you would see a challenge with cognitive flexibility there. Another skill that's part of executive function is working memory. That's the ability to retain, sort, filter, or combine information. And then finally, inhibitory control. And that's all about resisting impulses and distractions and maintaining focus. And anyone that has been around a two-year-old knows that inhibitory control is barely developed. (laughs) I know we both probably can think of experiences both at work and at home, seeing children struggle with the development of that skill set. Yeah, just to be able to stop yourself, not only as a two-year-old, but later in life, too, as a a five-year-old, a 15-year-old, all of those things. That's a really important skill. To have. And this set of skills, these executive function skills, are some of the last to develop and they are some of the most complex. So if we keep in mind when we're talking about children's development that they are a work in progress, 
they really don't have the skills yet to stop themselves, to stop and change activities, to take a break from something they're very interested in, to make a different decision. Yeah, and lots of times as adults, we even struggle with those skills, even though we've learned them and we've honed them really well, to be able to make a decision I'm not going to eat that cake today. <laughs> right? You have to use your executive function. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So we, we do struggle with them later on and need to have a little grace with our kids as they start to learn these skills as well. A lot of times executive function can be challenged when we have an overloaded schedule. We're trying to move too fast. And you can really see adults and children alike challenged when that happens. So are there things... About parent, a family can do to help develop this executive function? Yeah. Although researchers have been studying what we're now calling executive function for decades, it's still a relatively new term for practitioners and and definitely for parents. When I'm describing these skills, they kind of make up, I guess you could think about it like a control center of a human brain. I've heard many people liken these set of skills to an air traffic controller or the CEO of the brain. And these analogies They make sense to me, at least, because together these set of skills really do serve as a foundation for many other cognitive and social-emotional competencies. They're like the how you do things versus what you know, and how you process, and how you react, and how you make decisions. Children and adults with more advanced executive function, they're going to do better and be more successful, whether it's on the playground, in a classroom, or in a boardroom. Really important to remember is executive function skills take a long time to develop. Children do not show up with these skills. They slowly develop over time, but they're not fully developed until people are in their mid-20s. So, Rachel, this is a building executive function. Are there steps? One of my favorite things about the advice we can give you related to supporting executive function is that it's really simple. You can weave it into any part of your day into the natural moments you have with your child. And you don't need to buy anything. You don't need any special equipment to make this happen. Children are going to develop executive function skills naturally. They're going to be exposed to opportunities through play, relationships, school. But it can be strengthened and positively supported from caregivers or parents or other adults. There's a phrase that is becoming more popular called autonomy-supported parenting. And we think of this, too, as scaffolding or helping children get to the next level, all with the goal that they're going to be able to do it on their own someday. And for me, a perfect analogy to what this means and how this works is to think about a baby who's crawling. And they're going to learn how to walk. They don't need an adult to teach them how to do that. But most of the time, a parent is reaching out, giving them a hand, encouraging them, celebrating the first step, laughing and helping pick them up when they fall, giving them something to climb on or to use to hold themselves up. And that's the whole goal of autonomy-supported parenting and scaffolding is just giving them support with the intention that they're going to do it themselves at some point. So that's the mindset you want to take into supporting your children with executive function, that you're there to help and support, but you are helping them do something for themselves. So normal daily routines, someone tying their shoes, your child putting their things away after school or before school, getting ready for bed, setting up a nighttime routine. Think about the opportunity you have to help your child figure out how to do this themselves, to make decisions to build skills, and you, as a parent, you join in when they need your help, but not when they don't need it. 
You have to use a lot of patience sometimes because it could take 15 minutes to make one loop on a tying shoe, but in the end, they'll get to that skill faster and they'll be building their executive function on the way. Give me some really specific examples. Like, how does it happen in the grocery store or while I'm driving home with my child? How does this happen in real life? So there's a couple different ways that you can weave this into your day. One of the most important things you can do is have a pretty consistent routine so your child knows what to expect. When they begin to understand your routine, they can begin to predict and they then can make decisions about what's going to happen. You can ask them questions in the car on the way to school or on the way to a lesson about what they think is going to happen and what choices they're going to make. And just those simple questions will prompt executive function development. You also want to think about your expectations for behavior and making sure those are really consistent. Just like routines, if a child knows what to expect, they can make better decisions about how to control their impulses, what, what activities they want to do, what decisions might be right in the moment, and how to solve their own problems to come up with ideas for solutions. If you have a little bit more time, and this can even happen in the grocery store, or doing other errands, you can play some of those good old-fashioned games that a lot of us played, like Red Light, Green Light, or Simon Says. If you think about it, those games are asking children to make very quick decisions about how they're moving their bodies or what they're doing. Their brains have to be really flexible in the moment. So you can see how that's challenging for young children. And that little bit of challenge can be really fun and exciting and is exactly when the learning happens. And the other time that's perfect for executive function development is helping and allowing children to use their imagination. We say that so often to children, use your imagination, but then we have to really let them go for it because that role playing and problem solving and collaboration and creativity shifting when a friend joins in and has a different idea, the working memory that's happening because you're using what you're learning in the moment and attaching that to ideas you already had previously and you're doing all sorts of impulse control when you're communicating with others and they're presenting you with new ideas that are spontaneous coming out of a role play situation. Okay, so I just want to do kind of a check. How am I going to know if my children if or grandchildren or whoever has executive function? When I'm watching them play, what am I going to see? What am I going to notice? Is it when they get along perfectly? Is there executive function going on when they argue with each other? How will I know? So I'm glad you started this question with that you're observing them play because that's exactly how they build executive function. They do not build executive function through stressful tests or tasks that they have to perform as much as they do when they're in imaginative or role-playing situations. If you're thoughtful about what the key components of executive function are, cognitive flexibility, working memory, and impulse control, then you can see those things show up if you're reflective and, and mindful of children's play. Just watching two children play together, you can see them make decisions, make sacrifices, negotiate, change their mind, take something that they just learned and apply it right away, stop themselves from doing something they were about to do. Those are all good examples of executive function. 
And frankly, you're going to see a lot of times that their executive function isn't working so well. For example, between siblings, you might see one sibling choose to hit their sibling when they're angry. No executive function at work there. But as the adult in this situation, you can prompt executive function by saying, what happened? What would you do differently next time you're having that feeling? What's a different decision you could make? And then you are prompting the development of executive function, hoping that next time that situation arises, your child would use those developing skills, or you could quickly get in a prompt to remind them of those developing skills and the decisions they have available to them. One more point I wanna make about executive function is that it is the most sophisticated part of our brain. The impulse, following our impulses and our instinct, that's way back from caveman, cavewoman days. We've had that part of our brain intact for a long time. So it's the strongest and the first to develop. This CEO part of our brain, it's the most sophisticated and it's the last to develop. So being patient, remembering children need time, helping them reflect on situations that happened and process and think about their decisions, modeling for them, talking about your own decisions, when you made a mistake, when you could have done something different, all of those things will help them. But nothing will help them more than giving them the time and the space and the freedom to make decisions, solve problems, and explore so they can build those skills. All right. A question came to my mind that I think will come to other people's mind. When you were talking about if they're not getting along and somebody hits the other person, typical parent reaction when that happens is, okay, you guys can't play together now. But what you're saying is, and I think that will be new information for parents, is that the parent could have a different interaction there that would actually help executive function. Yes. So behavior challenges can be thought of as a form of communication, and it's your child telling you they don't have access to a skill they need in that situation. So as a parent, you can have expectations about behavior. It's good to make sure they're developmentally appropriate and children can meet those expectations. But you can have a response to behavior, but your response should be about teaching the skill that they're missing and not about simply stopping the behavior. Because then if all you're doing is stopping the behavior, it will keep happening because the child isn't developing the new skill and building up their executive function. But if you use that opportunity to also teach, even if you have to take a break and come back to it later, if teaching a skill is on your mind, you will respond to it differently and help your child think through what they might have done differently, what different decisions they had available to them, what different skills they could apply or develop themselves, and then they'll be more prepared for the next scenario. It probably still won't be perfect, but it will get better and better. And as a parent, if I look at it from that point of view of, I'm trying to help them build this skill that will help them cope later in life, that takes a lot of stress off me. I'm really working to help them build a long-term skill rather than I need to be in charge of their behavior. That feels better as a parent. Rachel and Ruth say it's important to be patient. Executive function takes time to develop, but it will, naturally. The way parents can really help is to give children time, space, and freedom to explore, and well, let them play. Thanks for listening. 
Subscribe to us and find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love and rediscover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.